Good evening, people of the web. This is Jason Widro, your host of OnlineStrategyPodcast.com. So the topic tonight is a very important topic. 10 Best Practices of Modern Online Presence. Yes, that's what I'm going to go over. I'm going to cover 10 points briefly, but sufficiently enough with the hopes that your mental wheels will begin to turn to determine where you are and how you would grade yourself with your online presence. In modern times, the importance of online presence is paramount for successful practice or business expansion and growth. An entire online presence should be naturally tied into in-office production, campaigns, and workflow as a normal, not optional. So I'm going to start with that. Keep that all in mind because as I go through these 10 points, that will probably begin to make a lot more sense. Now, I should inform you up front that each one of these topics I'm going to cover in brief, but should be sufficient detail to get you, again, get the mental wheels turning on how you would grade your online presence and how you stack up to what I'm about to cover. So the first thing and most important thing I'm going to start with, and this is point number one, is online presence defined. Now, when I use the phrase online presence, what I'm actually referring to is your all-inclusive online presence, your website, your social media networks, each one of them specifically, how they are tied into your website, your online advertising campaigns, directory listings, other search engines, all search engines inclusive, and generally how your business is represented where anyone might find you and the consistency of that within. So just to begin to go over a few of the online presence points, take a look at your current online presence and keep in, you know, Take in these a few of these points and see how you might stack up. So, how defined and clear is your message? How defined and clear is your business online? Are all your online advertising promotions, social network pages, etc., how well are they coordinated and in alignment in terms of data? It could be as simple as your address information, your contact information. Is it all up to date? Is it all in alignment? In other words, is your consistency, your business information consistency, strewn out evenly across the web? Is your branding message consistent and clear again across across the web? So again, this could be a disconnected presence, meaning you might have outdated address information floating around, outdated phone numbers, outdated contact information, uh, anything that would throw this consistency and disconnect you from different sources and different promotional outlets or interfaces that potential clients or patients could find you. And does your online presence meet the expectation of a potential client or patient? So meet the expectation, you know, in other words, when a potential customer or client might have an expectation exactly what they're looking for and do you, do you stack up to their, you know, their needs, their wants, 
So that is also a very important point. Again, I could write a novel on this topic alone, but again, for brevity and to get the wheels turning, I'm going to keep these things pretty brief. So next, we're going to go to functional and usable aspects, usability aspects. So have you ever gone to a website, clicked on a link, or went to a search engine, clicked on a link, and found that the page you went to was a dead page, or you went to a page with a bad phone number or bad information? So these are functional and usability aspects. For example, a you might have a current contact form on your website, and I've seen this a thousand times. The contact form appears to be fully operational, but... The user submits their information, requests a question, or, you know, asks a question. The the email goes into a black hole, missing. It's not received. The receptionist doesn't receive it. The internal office business manager doesn't receive it. So it's a lost customer right off the bat. This is again, this is a maintenance point, but it's absolutely critical that these maintenance points are checked, kept some balance, and you know, maintain just like you would any other machinery. Um, so you've got all your website pages. You've got your, your listings and search engines, everything else. Anything that's potentially could be clicked on or found should lead and guide to a location where you want that visitor to go. Now, <clears throat> of course, controlling this down to such a fine-tuned detail can be pretty involved, complex, However, it is absolutely critical to focus on this and ensure that your pages are not dead, that users can find your information, and there are proper call to actions where information is found. And again, this is functional and usability aspects. This would also take me into the subject of how simple is your current online presence, your website, your social media. How simple is it to navigate? How simple is it to interact or reach out to you and how accurate is that information and again that kind of takes us back to point number one but again this is all usability functional i will just add functional specifically would refer to anything that is non-operational or operating to an expectation that you would have or a potential patient or customer might have so look at those points look at your current website you know, click around, see if there's anything that doesn't make sense on, on those usability and functional aspects. All right. So the next point, number three, would be your services, products, information, the division and organization, organization of this data. How well is your information organized, streamlined? If you provide information and instruction, how easy is it to find? Are services listed out and organized on individual pages or jumbled up on a on a one page in a potential difficult to understand format? Keep in mind, we're not only dealing with people, and I'm not don't take this the wrong way. We are the data that we're dealing with online anywhere is very much tied into how a search engine can read and interpret this data. I am not saying to build your online presence for the search engine. We're building for the end user. We're building for the potential customer. We're building for the potential client. But you have to think in terms of organization. You have to think in terms of 
how well can one topic or one service be categorized and described to keep it independent enough so that it can be defined on its own and interpreted on its own without any confusion. Have you ever read a product description or a service description and you weren't absolutely sure what exactly you were going to get from that? So in terms of information division and organization, it is absolutely key that your information is set up in such a way so that it can be easily understood, interpreted by humans and search engines alike. So that's, that's you know, whether you're selling products, offering services, you're writing for a blog on specific topics, educational, informational, whatever it might be, the division and organization of the data is very important for usability and, you know, generally creating a comfortable and, and easy to use atmosphere for any potential visitor. So that's something to keep in mind. And particularly if you're in the service industry, a lot of times, you know, someone will come on your website. Of course, you have a phone number, you have an email address, you have all this information. And, you know, someone could be lying in bed at 11 o'clock at night, midnight, two, three in the morning, reading your service descriptions, determining if you are going to be suitable for their need. You know, if you're a veterinarian, an optometrist, a dentist, and there's a specific, you know, surgery or a specific service that you offer in detail that really describes the procedure and fills the blanks for that potential customer as to what they might be looking for. And again, the division of the information, the clarity of the information and how well it can be received and found. So that would be point number three. Point number four, it's a little little outside of the topics we've been going over and it kind of ties into point number two, but modernization, responsive and portability. Now, you probably, you might have heard the word responsive flying around. Basically, what this term means is how well is your website supported to display on smartphones, iPads, Kindles, smaller devices, different size screens, large screens, small screens, and anything in between. So if you look at the statistics of, I mean, you don't really have to look at major statistics. If you look at statistics just in your your house, your neighborhood, your local schools, and you can see how popular these smaller devices have become. So whether someone's on a plane, in an airport, on a bus, on a train, you know, traveling, anywhere, chances are they're using one of these devices to search, to look for a service, to look for a product. And, you know, particularly business owners, you know, busy business owners are on the go. You might be able to think of a few times where you've found a service that, uh, you searched for while you were on the go and you contacted that service provider and that service provider made that contact information available. It was easy to access. It wasn't complicated. The, the website loaded. There was maybe a nice clean button that was, you know, ready for you to take your next action as soon as you visited that, that site. So that's just a basic example, but the modernization responsive and portability and the portability part just means how portable is your website. If, Somebody opens it on a very small screen, um, you know, on a large screen. How accessible is the information and how well is it organized and set up to be pre prepared for that screen size? So, again, that's a very important point in modern times. Again, this is uh, June 10th, 2014, five years ago. 
I probably would, would have had a much different topic. Ten years ago, it would have been a very different topic in terms of responsive and portability. Five years ago, yeah. Ten years ago, much different. So I hope that kind of clarifies that point a little bit. Now, this is a little more of an internal thing if you have a business and you are trying to compete in an online market. Again, this applies to any type of online presence. The simplicity of content management and social integration. So the first question to ask is how easy and simple is it for you to publish content through your website? For example, if you had to add an article, update a phone number, add some new information, rewrite a service description, what's this process like for you in your current business? Is this something that you have to write an email of exactly what you want to say, send it to somebody, wait three or four days or a week or more, and then get a response, and then then to find out that there was a typo, that something wasn't translated correctly, and so forth. And so you run into this situation of going in circles, pulling out your hair, trying to figure out, how am I going to get this updated correctly? And, and it can be a frustrating process. So consider this. If you have an idea or you want to add some content or update some content on your website or any online interface for that matter, interface, I'm just referring to any access point where a client could potentially find you, that process shouldn't be complicated. It should be a very fast process. And when I say very fast, I'm talking about two to five minutes. Now, of course, excluding the time it would take to write the article itself. This should not be an involved process. You should have an outlet to write the article, hold it before it's published, and maintain it so that you don't have to copy and paste. You're not you know, writing up in one document, pasting in another, and moving it all around. One location, one source, one login, one simple thing. Now, to tie into that, the rest, social integration. So let's say that this is an important article or service update that you want to promote. Okay, good. So you've got it on your website. That's fantastic. What if simultaneously and in sync, you want to push this out to Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, your Google Plus page, etc. So let's say you want this you know, updated across the board so all your potential customers and clients know about it. Again, feeding the search engines more content, putting more you know, basically you're syncing your social and your website, and that's absolutely critical. So simplicity of content management and social integration all in one is absolutely critical for ease of management. And again, this should not be technically difficult. An office manager, a receptionist, anyone with basic training should be able to maintain and manage this easily. It should not be complicated. The next topic, number six, ratings, reviews, and reputation management. Now, this has become a very, very, very critical point and often overlooked, often ignored. And unfortunately, by the time it's realized that it's important, it's already too late for a lot of business owners. And what I mean by that is a lot of times, a, for example, a Google page, a Google business page will be set up and a review will be left on that page and no one in the office knows about it. And it could be some horrible negative review or maybe more than one. And let's say it's sitting there for three years. No one had any idea it was really there. So <laughs> that in itself 
is a really dangerous situ- situation to be in. So that's why this needs to be addressed. And these top 10 points, let me just tell you, I'm not, I don't have them in any order of priority. So don't think that this is a lesser priority. I would rate this one in the top three in modern present online presence. So consider the sites that you're actually using for reviews. Consider the sites you're actually using for reputation, how you're using them, how you're promoting them, how they're integrated with your website, how they're integrated with your office workflow. This is all really, really important to modern online strategy, modern online presence. So don't discount this area and spend some time really looking into how you can effectively manage this. And just as a side note, you know, for a lot of us, it might not apply, but for most of the people that I know, professional business, you know, professional business owners and the like are constantly looking for services, different products and services and reviews are a large part of their decision-making process. So for example, if you're going to send your child to a school or you're going to uh, buy a specific computer that you need for your office or some new dental equipment, for example, or some surgery equipment, uh, if you're a veterinarian, you are likely going to read reviews or talk to other doctors to get feedback about how this product performed. You know, in modern times, again, reviews are very popular. You know, it, it all depends on where you're buying from and who specifically you're buying the product from, but but reviews are a very important thing and a and very important thing, particularly, you know, when it comes to health, you know, pets, medicine, you know, dental work, things like that, because obviously that's it's very important to people. So again, ratings, reviews, and reputation management. And again, this should be naturally integrated to your on-site in-office workflow. And uh, later, later information, I will go over some of that stuff. But for now, that should sum it up for you in a, in a basic. Number seven, articles, educational, informational, and otherwise, stories, news, positive events, and content publication. Basic question is how often do you update, keep fresh, and maintain your online data? Do you publish articles, services, products, and other information regularly, or is this something you just do when you have some spare time? Is the uh, content being published valuable, interactive? In other words, opening the door for interaction. Meaning, have you ever went onto a website or Facebook or another social page and saw a comment or a post of some kind? Somebody asking a question or wanting a some information or some feedback or a survey, and you kind of just put your put your two cents in there, right? So you're actually interacting, and interaction is is a key part of modern social success. And again, we're all we're talking about online presence as a whole and bringing people, you know, through that interface into your company, potential patients, potential clients, potential customers. What, whatever it may be that you are out there seeking. So consider your interactive aspects when you post information. Are you, uh, are you posting other information? You know, so again, I, I mentioned the word positive. Volunteer work performed. You know, membership associations that you support. Things that would, be, that would create credibility, again, on your website, on your social, other advertising medians online. Think about those things and, you know, 
And again, this is this is a topic I could go on and on and on and on about, like each one of these previous points. To, to sum it up, keeping your content fresh, relevant, and interactive is very, very key to online strategy. It is often overlooked and uh, unfortunately written off as not too important. It's kind of turned over to somebody to take care of, you know, and it's kind of ignored and, and there's no real emphasis put on it, but in this competing market, particularly if you're a local business and you have local competitors and particularly if you have a lot of competition and you, you need that extra business, getting this interaction, this positive news, this articles, this information, anything you can keep flowing out. And again, there's a whole other side to this in terms of the amount of publication and how it's timed and everything else that needs to be taken into consideration. Just as a basic example, consider the last time you were on a social network such as Facebook and you keep seeing a post after post after post after post from a specific company or a brand and you eventually might completely get annoyed with it and just delete the thing forever and never want to see it again because it's just too much. So that is a whole other aspect of online promotion, but it's a key element and it ties right into this information management. In other words, be prepared with information, stories, news, articles, events, positive information, interactive information, anything that would be helpful and useful to your potential clients and customers. Now, number eight is kind of a very specific thing, but it's become evident that it obviously ties into your, your review system and the sort. Online and in-office instant referral system. Just imagine something integrated into your online presence, whether it be on your website or your social media, that instantly allows someone to recommend you to a friend or multiple friends. So you have a very happy customer. You have a very happy patient who had a great experience. They, they want to write something. They, they want to tell their neighbor, their friend, or someone else about you immediately. And this can be done instantaneously through your website. And it's the beauty of it is, you know, you could use a laptop, an iPad, or, you know, just a standard computer. You could have something set up in your office where it could be specifically for that a computer specifically set up for that so that it's very simple. It's very easy. It's very streamlined. Again, working within the framework and workflow of your, of your, your practice. So when I say in office instant referral system, that's exactly what it means. If someone was wanting to refer you, they could immediately just start referring you and it could be done in the practice at the time of delivery. And we all know, you know, you can ask, Hey, would you mind leaving me a review when you get home? You know, business owners, people who have kids, things like this. It just usually doesn't happen. And if just trying to think of following up with phone calls and doing this and that, it just begins to irritate your potential, you know, your, your clients, your patients, you know, so consider how this can be integrated into your in office, your workflow, and how you can immediately and effectively start to translate happy customers into new patients, new customers. All right. Number nine, how well does your site stack up against your competition? Now, this is an interesting topic because it's, it's really simple, but it's actually pretty involved at the same time. Competition it has a lot to do with relative comparison of products, services, what you offer, what someone else's offer. So when you do this, 
this study and you begin to survey who your competitors are and what you're up against, consider that as a, as a high priority factor of are you offering similar services? Are you offering comparable services? And again, at the same time, look at what separates you and is that separation information immediately available and visible for your you know, your potential customer, your potential website visitor, is that information immediately set you apart when that when your online presence is visited from any one of these uh, interfaces that someone could access your business information from? So, you know, you can compare your online presence by doing basic things such as, you know, if you're if you're a dentist or a veterinarian, you can search veterinarian in city name, state name, see what comes up. You know, and again, back to some of the earlier ones, you might see some competitors with reviews, with other information, with other details that you can really begin to paint the picture of where you really stand. And again, you might be surprised what you find. You might see you have a one-star review on Google or multiple one-star reviews on Yelp and, you know, could start pulling your hair out in frustration. How did this happen? How did we miss this? But again, these are absolutely critical points and, you know... This is, this is, again, no less than any of the others. This is very important to understand how you are different and how you stack up currently against your current competition. Now, number 10, this is a really general one, but I just have to say it this way. There are hundreds of measurements and tests that can be performed on an online presence. There are novels and novels and novels that can be written about these 10 topics specifically and then even more specifically, how they relate to your practice, your business. Again, whether you're a veterinarian, a dentist, an optometrist, etc., each one of these has their own unique characteristics about them, the way that the demographic responds to them, the way the demographic is looking and seeking specific information about these practices or businesses. So... There's a much more fine-tuned, in-depth process for determining all of that. But I make this number 10 because it, it needs to be emphasized that there are just a tremendous, a tremendous amount of measurements that can be done on any type of business or practice, and each one needs to be looked at independently. And again, back to an earlier point, being separated out from the rest you know, in positioning, how you're positioned against your competitors. And just to add to that, you know, I could mention things like, do you have any alert system set up so you, you're notified when something might change about your online presence? Is your website running HTML5? I mean, and that's what I'm talking about, hundreds of measurements in terms of performance, technically and not so technically how your information is presented, how it's displayed, how future-proof it is. So I'm going to close out with just a little bit of information here. Maintaining, monitor, monitoring, and future-proofing your online presence is vital in today's ever-increasing device and technology market. And all, all online presence goals should be device-independent. Remember what I talked about earlier? Provide easily accessible, accurate, and instant decision-oriented information for potential patients and clients. And this is an interesting point, but, you know, a lot of businesses in modern times, you know, build a business and they plan on selling the business. And 
it, it's become pretty evident to me in the last seven years that the sale and value of a business can be largely defined on on the existing online presence and reputation. So you can see the online strategy, online reputation, online presence is not a thing to, to shortcut around with, is not a thing to, you know, to just go about, you know, haphazardly. And uh, it's pretty evident and you don't have to listen to me. Go go talk to some business that, that I've recently sold that are applicable to anything online or, you know, having a business presence online. Find out how their reputation was. Find out how their performance was. Find out what their online presence was like. You know, do some research for yourself. But I've specifically noticed, I've dealt with several specific businesses recently that had this situation in place and their online presence was one specific one their online presence was so insufficient they couldn't they couldn't even get a lead with their business because it was there was there was an expectation there already from the buyer this was expected this established online presence so take that into consideration in the overall encompassing value of your business what it could be worth now what it could be worth in the future based on all of this these 10 topics that I went over. So that's pretty much sums up the top, these top 10 best practices. Again, the date, June 10th, 2014. This information can be irrelevant completely in five years from now. I know it all won't be, but we got to remember, you know, when a end user is making the decision, the decision process and expectation of someone being able to find a service or a product online is about as fast as the data can be served. So consider, when I say the data can be served, I mean by a search engine like Google, for example. When someone types in a search and they get information, that decision process is often made within minutes of doing that search, deciding who's going to be contacted over who's not going to be contacted. So that immediate impression, that immediate information is blazing fast. And the these 10 points, you can see how the implementation of them and the, the reinforcements behind them and maintaining them and keeping them in, keeping them going, how critical that can be to your overall success, present and the future. Thank you for listening. I hope you took something from this today. And again, this was a very brief one through 10. A novel could be written on each of these topics, but I, I'm hoping that the wheels are turning a little and you can think a little bit better with how you are doing online. Thanks for listening. Online Strategy Podcast is brought to you by JasonWeidler.com, W3Development.com, and OnlineStrategyPodcast.com.